to cover my ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge your book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the towering stacks of your library. But Kay, there's no time to wait. Grab what, a broom what, what, and yep. follow me. Okay. No time right. to explain. No, uh, inside broom or outside broom? Both. Okay. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Okay, okay. follow me and I'll explain to you while we're running down the stacks right. yes. of your library. By What's the way, going on? stacks, yes. I know this is an urgent situation, but, but you asked about it last time. Well, yes. Stacks are the shelves where books are stored oh. rather than the, where they're displayed. Quick, quick, quick. Let's go. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Okay, for Labyrinthus escaping. If only they were escaping, because then there would be fewer of them. Uh, uh, keep up. You can hear the little pitter patter of their of clawed They're feet not trying to chase, us. are they? Yes, they are indeed chasing us. Oh, so you suggested last time yes. that in uh, uh, in my in my efforts to defend the section of books based on films based on books, yes, specifically um, Jurassic Park. Uh, I have they these all have stuffed in like this uh, in this backpack that I'm carrying. It's a, okay. it's a rather heavy, so I'm protecting all of that. And you suggested like using the uh, cafeteria as a beach. Yes, uh, they have had significant experience with the with the cafeteria Bit because of day there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of all the uh, reenactments of the, the oh. kitchen scene that I did with them in the. In right. the oh, quick! Let's turn the corner. Okay, okay. Coming. Oh, okay. okay, so what I'm thinking is we go where they least expect us to go. We go for the visitor center, and we ah, right, use yes. that to as a as a as a little for. Oh, they're catching but, up. Oh. With the, grab your broom. Grab your broom. Knock them down. Oh, knock them down. Right, right, right. Here we go. Yeah, grab the one with the glasses. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. That one. That right. one. Oh, um, nice one. Nice got one. Got a See these brooms are excellent because they're kind of non-lethal I mean you kind of want to you kind of want to smack them away I just damaged the two martini glasses that he was carrying well, but he knows not to approach me anymore yeah I suppose you could like play some Canadian hockey with those things and uh, bat them across the room like, okay. Yeah, okay. We so have a lot of listeners in Canada, so you better put the broom down and take that back. What? You said two things that were terrible. Canadian First hockey? of all, yeah, it's hockey. No. Any Canadian will tell you it's uh, hockey. Yeah. And the other thing is you probably meant curling. No, 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 no. Okay, I take it I back. Brooms back up. <laughs> well, I mean, we're carrying these brooms. We're yeah. carrying these brooms. What? And we're essentially like sort of, what's it called? Yeah. With, with well, sticks. careful, there's one behind you. <laughs> get it, get it, get it. Yeah. Quick, quick, okay. quick, quick. Oh. So, oh, so, sorry, that was you, not here. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was me. Okay. You do look well, a bit odd with those bristles stuck in your hair now, but quickly, I've there's a shortcut past through, the cafeteria here. Past the cafeteria, into the visitor centre. Yes. Let's go. Oh, ah, it's quite a workout. You know, I'm really glad that they, they actually tore off, like, the sleeves of my uh, uh, my tweed jacket yeah. and, and, and trousers. It does look rather fetching like that. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice and airy. It's a bit like a... I mean, you wouldn't expect a three-button tweed jacket to work as a romper, but it's, it kind of Without does. sleeves. It's a good look you. on you. Yes. Thank you. So, what triggered this? Do you really want those books? Yes. And I was I was tired of being on the on the defensive, so yeah. I decided to go on the... On the offense and set some ground rules you know and, and yeah. show that they can't constantly push me mm-hmm. eventually I'm going to push back that did not show them who's boss yeah that did not go down well I, I mean they've been behaving differently I guess maybe it's mating season or some kind of other mm. kind of season Could for be. them I'm not sure it's summer uh, had the molting season I don't think I'm not sure when mating season is to be honest I don't really pay do attention I. to that it's, neither do uh, I it's only been uh, 29 yes 29 weeks okay. since I yeah. yes since I arrived so I haven't been here for a, for a full year no. but yeah they've been they they did not take kindly to that, so I had to abandon the cafeteria. But I think, like, I constructed the visitor center myself out of piles yes. and piles of books, so I know how to. It's essentially a, a book fort. Ah, here it is coming into yeah. view. Oh. And let us just nip through the uh, concession stand over here. Yeah, gateway, but this is like, oh yeah, this is their territory. So it's like we might have to turf one or two out that remain behind. That's a very good point. Can you look for any stragglers while oh, I yeah. while I try and, and, and break up these 
just walk sure, I'll, like I'll, Wuthering Heights, 19 copies. Do you really need that? Yes. Okay, yes. They're all different right. editions. All different editions, you're right, for the collector's edition. <laughs> Absolutely. They're good and thick. I think that's the, the West Side covered. Okay. Did, did you find any? Uh, I, I threw one out through the window. She was like trying to cooking something up, it looked like. Uh, so yeah, I, Ooh. I just broomed it up the arse and it went like boom through uh, through the window. Yeah, did it do the, like, the, the ones that I, when it I get a little squawk right. and it tried, tried to look yeah. like it was trying to fly, but it didn't well, work out. Well, they do the two flaps and like, they yeah. go a bit farther than you'd expect a, a little piece of I think like that's that. due to the springiness of the broom. Oh, you've got the good brooms. Oh, yes. Okay, well, I've the been making the long, with, the, with the big, I think, uh, parts. I think we're good for now. Yes. Like, I can hear them uh, uh, scratching at, at the doorpost like on oh. the outside, but... Hmm. I mean, it I seems hope they're not pretty... scratching up the books. I'm not going out there to check, are you? Good point. Since we're in here, I mean, should we do a little podcast? Yeah, might as well. I've got the <laughs> recording equipment with me, <laughs> yeah. so we can just, like, record yeah. this while we're here. I'll just take off my backpack full of books based on films, based on books, and you take off your backpack with recording equipment. Absolutely. And we'll, just, we'll sit there and, we'll and just, that, like, uh, have, have ourselves a wee cup of tea. Uh, oh, that's what he was cooking up. There's no, no mushroom tea, so let's, that'll be fine. Can you draw tea from mushrooms? Um, Yes. Isn't it then mushroom soup? So it's breakfast cereal. Well, no, not mushroom soup, but cereal soup. Technically it's cold not, soup, so it's, it's gazpacho. Uh, yeah, or vichyssoise. There, yeah. there. Even those are boiled first to draw the contents out of their, out of their ingredients. I suppose, yes. Yeah. But, Wait, what yeah. is the difference between tea and soup? Is it, hold on, is it the tea? Tea is a, tea is a bouillon, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, a stock, stock, yeah, as it's, yeah uh, vegetable as it's stock, called, literally, yeah. but only with one made with one particular vegetable called tea. Unless, of course, there's an infusion with. Yeah, I with, don't get what is an infusion. It's basically herbs soaked in hot water. So soup. We're back to soup. Yes, technically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but they call it tea. You know, it's like yeah. rooibos. It's like it's not tea. Oh yeah, because rooibos is not uh, camellia sensis. Uh, is that what I think that's what tea is called. The, the, uh, you can convince me of anything at this uh, point. It's a different plant, but huh. you can. Brew it like into a tea. But it's I not mean, we tea. talk about mint tea, and it's yeah. just mint leaves yes. boiled up, so it's essentially Same mint soup. I didn't know that the rooibos wasn't tea, isn't no. it? That's why it's, it's caffeine free as well. Someone once showed me a picture on Twitter of a a, a, a pack of actual South African rooibos tea, yeah. and on the box there was a picture of a lion, which I thought was such a waste. Like, why a lion and not a caracal, which in Afrikaans is a rooikat. Yeah. Rooibos, rooikat. That, that would be that would be brilliant. Red yes. bush, red cat. That yeah. would have been that would have been perfect. But instead, I mean, lions are cool. Let's dive into this week's book. Let's do that. Oh, you know, I don't think we've done this before. No. I don't think we've ever done a sequel before. No, this is in fact the first time we are, we're going to be reviewing a sequel to a book. Actually, yeah, even from books. We've done books in, out, out of series before, but we've yes. never done more than one book out of the same series. We have a, we have a unique, uh, what's we'll call it? A, uh, a novelty. A novelty. That's a very good one. Uh -huh. A novel novel. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's why they were, why they're called novels. Because they're the new thing on the block. Yeah, exactly. Because oh. it was, it was fictions. Right. They'll rot your brain. You should be reading histories and oh, science. Well, like, yeah, I and now you're reading these like, long fictions that didn't happen. Uh, what isn't it? Uh, the, the the Penny Dreadful books and stuff like that. Oh, that they came, came much bit, much later. But yes, right. they, they were also a, a very popular form of uh, a compact, affordable entertainment. Yes, cheap paper, very short, quite popular apparently. Oh yeah, uh, uh, in the uh, in the British Isles, and I think in what became the United States of America, mm. uh, like oh, yeah. they liked their sort of news westerns. Like Billy the Kid would rob a train, and three weeks later there would be a paperback of that adventure. Yes, as if he's a fictional character yes speaking of adventurous fictional characters yes oh i'm doing well with the segues oh so this week's book is a sequel to uh the book wasp by eric roberts frank frank yes david todd it's by eric frank and russell three brothers who uh, uh 
who argued their way into into writing this book but, together yes. in uh, that we discussed in episode four. Gosh, we were it's a, yes, we were young long, then, weren't long we? Long time ago. I was still wearing my civilian clothes. I was still marvelling at the at the novelty you still of didn't your have ultraviolet vision. Still seeing regular color. Yes. That's right. So much is so much has changed. Yeah. I hadn't met Guinevere yet. Well, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, as they say. Especially if it involves love bites. So, which <laughs> yes. one do you think changed their name to Sheer? Yes, because the the new book that we're uh, that we're discussing today is K. H. Scheer. Und sie lernen es nie. Und sie lernen es nie. It's the German version, and yes. they never fucking learn. No. Nope. Well, I know it's not in there, but with the exclamation point, like, and they never learn, doesn't yeah. cover the same kind of emotional load as Und sie lernen es nie. No, no, and they never And they never bloody learn. You'd think that's the the one fuck they used for their uh, R rating. <laughs> <laughs> and they never fucking learn. <laughs> That's three on this podcast. So up well, goes the big red E. Well, science fiction bestseller from the Terra Extra series. SF bestseller in Neuflager. Neuauflage. Oh, Neuauflage. So the, the new edition. Says. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. And it says it's 70 PFG. Pfennig. Pfennig, yes. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. The old, yeah. Back so, old German currency. The, the German penny, except, I'm just seeing this here, in Berlin, where it's 60 Pfennig. Oh. Sonderpreis Berlin. Oh, that seems... 60 Pfennig. That seems a bit discriminatory. Right? So yeah. in the capital city, it's 10 pennies cheaper. Curious. So, yes. Yeah, why is it that, we're, that we were reading... I mean, I don't mind. Why is it that we were reading the German version of this, uh, this book? Uh, <laughs> Someone went through my book collection and started burning a few of them, and I think the English version was among one of those. Uh, it was the index cards. Thank you very much. Oh. It might, might be that it was also used in the construction of the visitor center, and it's in one of the walls here. Oh, that is very well possible. Also- we may indeed be sitting uh, uh, under... Oh, so then we won't know unless we unless we demolish the visitor center, which is not a good idea. No, we need that. So this is the uh, uh, this is a later book. Is it the immediately following book in the in the Blake Whitecock series of, so, of yes. novels? For some yeah. reason, it was published twenty five weeks after the uh, previous one, uh, which makes it the twenty fifth Hebdomadariversary of the of the release. Who came up with that? Is that well, a thing. It's not really a thing. I mean, so anniversary, annum, the Latin word for year, yes. right? Um, the Romans didn't actually use weeks mm-hmm. in their calendar. No. They had they, they had, had months, months there, yeah. and, and then they had different, you know, they had the Ides and the Calends of, yes. the, of, of, of the different months, and then they added more yeah. months and they changed the days around, but they didn't have weeks. Yeah. But they did well, conquer nations that did use weeks in mm-hmm. their calendar, so they needed to figure out a, a, a word. Um and this is it, Heb- Hebdomaria, Hebdomaria, uh, Hebdomarida, I think it is. Yeah. And so, like, the derivative that I was able to, to reconstruct. Actually, this still exists in French, uh, hence Charlie right. Hebdo, because right. it's, it's an Hebdo, yeah. it's a weekly... Oh, okay, that yeah, makes sense. Right? Yeah. So, 25 weeks later, and surprisingly enough, it's also been 25 weeks since we discussed what a miracle. Wops. 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 Yes. So it's a, it's, a, it's a double 25th hebdomadariversary. Congratulations. Now say that three more times and it'll be part of your vocabulary forever. A double 25th hebdomadariversary, a double 25th hebdomadariversary, a double 25th hebdomadariversary. Congratulations. Thank you. You now own the word. <laughs> you. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's son. Um, I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. That's the one. <laughs> Thank you for teaching me that. Yes. I can't really say that in front of Guinevere because she, she she gets all huffy and she and she fluffs up. Yeah, well, she's not a pheasant. Uh, I miss Guinevere. Uh, I mean, we we find ourselves on opposite sides of the uh, uh, of the divide, mm-hmm. much like our hero, yes, Blake, Blake Whitecock. Whitecock. Yes, 
Uh, again, the titular character on the cover of the book, uh, show wearing his dashing wasp outfit. I mean, he's actually got sleeves on his jacket this time, which is a well, they're kind of thing. short. Maybe he likes to show a lot of cuff when he's uh, when he's dressing. In, in in my current condition with my jacket, I can I can sort of relate. It's, ah, it's absolutely. not really that yes. silly. So he's yes wearing the the, the virtual helmet, the wasp tech helmet. I remember us struggling to describe. Uh, the insectology and and, yes. and entirely and entirely failing to and then wasp tech, wasp tech. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. What does it stand for? Um, Just off the top of your head, what does it stand for? Um, weapon, uh, weapon, armature, uh, system, system. Obviously, uh, uh, usually system goes at the end. So let's see how how this resolves. System per 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 uh, personal. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we have still have tech left. Personal, technological, extravehicular communications unit. Ah! <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. What was it again? What did you just say? Sorry, just a quick reminder so I can write it down. Can you uh, read it back to me one uh, more it, time? It was a... Um, <laughs> right. Uh, was it a W stand for again? Weapon. Weapon. All oh, right. Yeah, that was it. Uh, the, the, the weapon aspiration... Armature aspiration. No, no cheating. Sorry, sorry. You tell me. Weapon. <laughs> aspiration no the weapon armature system personal technical electronic communicator that's better it is that's even better it than is. the because the extravehicular just didn't make sense no. <laughs> very good very well it good. does make sense because it's like the thing that he uses to control the wasp when he's like not inside the wasp remember yes exactly for the for our, our readers at home who maybe haven't uh, uh, heard episode four um, it was a it was a rollicking adventure where boy adventurer Blake Whitecock now all grown up uh, and a member of the uh, of the Royal Air Force yes became embroiled in experimental uh, 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 British technology involving the mental control of various sized wasps as as part of the Air Force yes. uh, next generation weapons program uh, which he had to use in order to undermine the uh, experimental weapons of the intractable enemies Argentina speaking of those weapons you can yeah. see those in the uh, in the background in this uh, they've grown up a bit haven't they've they? got their ice ray they've worked it over they've improved it it's, it's now a uh, intercontinental ice ray an intercontinental it's an intercontinental ray. ice ray it uses JJ okay. Abrahams technology to shoot up in the air and then have it You're bent back down go, to, the UK, to, to, yes. to hit the United yes. Kingdom yes. around it the bounces, curvature of the earth <laughs> that's right it bounces off the Van Allen belts and because it's a hyperlight weapon it, it lenses through the gravitational pull of the earth no you're right that is that is entirely ice what does that stand for again uh internal combustion x what was it again the last where what was the, the e again uh Internal combustion extinguisher, I think it was. Well, originally it was an internal combustion engine destruction. Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Ice, yes. It was a ray yes. still. Ice so ray. it was the Eister. Yes. Uh, I had some I had some problems with that. So I think I think the new one, internal dis oh, oh, internal God. combustion extinguisher. Internal combustion extinguisher is way better, See, right? Things approved in the in, in second edition. They sometime. have, yeah. <laughs> So uh, Argentina uh, has doubled down. Yep. Built a whole battery of these things, and they're planning on using it against the United Kingdom with their over-the-horizon weaponry and blanket bombing them out of existence. Uh, the United Kingdom being, of course, the, the unfortunate victims of their vendetta against uh, Wales. Yes. 
Now, as we all know, the United Kingdom is a is a is a very reluctant union of uh, uh, of nations that England England is just groaning under the weight of all of these nations that just demand inclusion. We've got Scotland and Ireland and Wales and the Channel Islands all demanding inclusion on their on their yeah, economy. They, and out of the goodness of their heart, the English can't refuse. No, and they're like they're paying massive amounts of money into these countries and uh, absolutely, it's like it's bleeding the capital dry. And even then, their separatist efforts within these these various nations that have so benefited from their their union and like turning their backs when the national anthem is sung. Wait, ah, that's ridiculous. Some people yeah. do have no gratitude. Um, <laughs> yeah. The book starts off with a bit of problem in uh, good old Wales, ah, where the uh, Argentinians have tried... To, it's a bit of a deception, I would say, because, like, the first thing that well, they... Well, yeah, if they've they, infiltrated foreign soil. Right. As you know, uh, in the beginning of the book, they're having to deal with a, a morning glory infestation in Wales. Yeah, I was confused about that. The um, What is morning glory? It's a plant. Their bomber fleet has flown over uh, Wales and spread the seeds out all over the sheep colonies and the the the, the oh, whole no. landscape is now riddled with uh with morning glory plants which are shooting <laughs> up everywhere which of course is a, a plant which is deadly to sheep if they eat too much of it ah so, okay well yes. that explains like it had a, it had a real horror tone those early chapters mm. like it was it was a real day of the day of the triffids or i should say day of the triffids you know what they say say it with flowers give her a triffid <laughs> oh dear uh, a triffids for some of our american readers at home i guess not everybody knows it are the are the are the monster giant earth invading plants of uh, a british sci-fi fame in the uh, in the 50s and 60s yeah uh, it's, it's rather a, a bold and, and successful strategy to keep uh, uh, to keep Britain distracted while they're finalising their... Uh, That's right, yes. That's basically the thinking, they're, ma- they're making the UK think that they've gone biological uh, and instead yeah. they're, pr- they're perfecting the ice ray. There are unfortunate trends in the in the history of weapons of mass destruction, uh, the desire to kill people but not harm structures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the neutron bomb was developed for that purpose. The it's- neutron bomb is a little bit more different. It's, it was mostly developed to be actually used in Germany in strategic locations if the Soviet tanks were to invade and, oh. the, and the idea was to actually irradiate the tanks to make them unusable and the idea was to oh, create I minimal see. fallout yeah, so they course. could actually use them on their own territory they were specifically made as tank killers right against the uh, soviet uh, tank battalions as opposed to the uh, the johnny crockett weapons which if right. i recall never deployed they, no, were, they were uh, tested, but again, yeah, they were they were used for sp- nuclear mortars, but yeah, those tactical. were specifically for uh, area denial in, in in home territory. Yes, to prevent them from going places and to, to destroy to create an area, yeah, of- and to destroy a battalion. So yeah, that's the uh, that was the idea behind neutron bombs. Well, then the ice ray is 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 a lot more humane in that regard. I mean, it would reduce all of Britain to essentially the 17th century, yeah. you know, pre-industrial technology because all Let's internal combustion would bring, be destroyed. Bring back the horse and carriage. Ireland would be all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's no that's not even that's not no, even no. mean one of one out of three irish people is a horse i didn't know they had stats. they got tons of horses oh sweet horses. of course ireland the republic of ireland is not in the uh, united kingdom so i would hope that the argentinians had good enough aim to avoid those oh, they might have to tweak the dials a little bit it's kind of a thrilling introduction and followed up by the introduction of our our hero blake whitecock mm-hmm. who is on a mission of infiltration of his own yes um as we recall the uh, the seeming adversary in wasp uh, uh, by eric frank and russell was uh, teniente colonel jones 
which we surmised was a was a Welsh defector now working for the for the Argentinians. Colonel Jones. Okay, you insist on calling that that because you had a joke about Cojones. Yes, yeah, it's a very good joke that I'm still enjoying. Uh-huh. Uh, but speaking of Cojones, Blake has now returned and is continuing to call on Neil Jones's undercover boy toy. Yes, it's like scandalous. No, salacious. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, salacious and scintillating. And in in the proper tradition of Blake Whitecock. I don't think he knows oh, that's no. what he what he is. Like, oh, no, absolutely not. He's just being his delicious, clueless self. Yep, even when he's wearing a crop top and short shorts. I'm just enjoying the sun in Buenos Aires. Yeah, he's Teniente Colonel Jones's uh, yeoman, and he is completely convinced that this is just the, the yeoman's uniform in the, uh, uh, the Argentina juntas. The fact that he's the only one who's wearing it. But... Yes, well, as, as as Jones explains to him, that's because you have a very special status as my as my yeoman, and that's why your bunk is in my room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I need you to uh, uh, to be able to take my note uh, anytime that something needs to be taken down and gee whiz yes sir yes sir he says in his brilliant Spanish accent somehow. It's amazing how the writer manages to convey both a English and a Spanish accent together. This half Cockney, half... Uh, yeah, he's a very sort of estuary kind of Spanish. It's, it's, it's not quite Castellano. It's not quite... Well, I uh, wouldn't know the difference, to be honest. Oh, Castellano is just Spanish, Spanish, right. as, in, as in Spain. And, and they have uh, Mexicano in, in, yeah. in Mexico. So, yes, R. Blake is trying to work Teniente Colonel Jones over, not quite aware that he's... I mean, Teniente Colonel Jones just ran a casino the first time around. And yes. since the, the failure of the initial icy, iced, icer weapons mm-hmm. in, in the first book, his status has actually declined. What baffles me most about is that Blake seems to be entirely oblivious to the fact that the colonel has seen him. The colonel probably knows who he is. Yeah. And yet he still believes that he has somehow managed Getting to away from out, him. outguile him. And Yeah, because he grew a little moustache. Oh, and he thinks that, yeah, yeah, he thinks that that's, that's all that he needs. He grew a little, a little weak working class moustache, as they're known in Britain. One of the little Spanish moustaches. Uh, <laughs> he's no longer a boy, but he's not quite a rough manly man, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a weak little flaxy yeah, I think in, 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 the cover doesn't really do him justice. He's, no, he's, the cover he's is... He's portrayed as a much older uh, character there. I think Wuthering Lancelot II had some, had some liberties yes, there. Yes, he usually, he does that a lot. But you can see him on the cover with the technology that he's uh, that he's famed for in this series. He has his oh, what did you call it? The the the, the brain the control helmet. Yes, the wasp the wasp tech. The wasp helmet. tech. And, and what did what did that stand for again? <laughs> <laughs> and he's even got the uh, the control wand yes. that uh, 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 that he used previously. Uh, although this seems to be a new newer model of it, it's it's, it's been yes. scaled down a little bit. It's not quite so long, whippy antenna anymore. It's uh, no, it, and it's much more easily concealed. Although. Yes where he's concealing it when he's wearing that skimpy yoga's mm. uniform. Let's hope that it's under his pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Courtesy of uh, Leslie, the quartermaster mm-hmm. of the uh, uh, 579th... Something like that, yeah, yes. squadron. Uh, I think that was even... <laughs> so, meanwhile, his pointless mission is soon interrupted by Grimmy Dreig. Mm. That is the... Um, the Welsh infiltrator? Well, that is a crack team of Welsh operatives. That is their nickname. It's the, it's the, it's the Dragon Force. Mm. Uh, because Wales famously has the, has dragon, the dragon yes. as their, uh, that's kind of a trend in British Isles nations to, like, the Scots, their national animal is the... Unicorn? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Not and, the haggis, which is... Which is a lovely dinner. Yeah. But I really it's enjoy It's also it. the animal. Like no, that's wild. That's wild haggis. It's like that's what you catch them there. They're oh my god, like, they're weird and lumpy, and, uh, <laughs> yes. and they've got like one legs on one uh, one side longer than the other. So sort of uh, running around the Scottish mountains. I know that's a MacGuffin. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's a- <laughs> 
<laughs> or you might be thinking of the Isle of Man, except then it would have three identical legs with tennis shoes for some reason. It's weird, isn't it? Right. It's like uh, The Triskelion. Let's assume it's based upon some Sanskrit peace sign. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a nice thought. But so Grimmy Dreig are uh, 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 the code name for Welsh intelligence's two crack operatives um, who are old friends of our hero, yes. Helen and Monique. Back in town. Again, yeah. it's kind of hand-waved the fact that they their faces are well-known. Look, I'm going to assume that they're just amazing in their, disguises, yes. in their disguises. Or um, Argentinians don't look at women's faces. The costumes certainly do help. Like, they're, they're, they're both presenting themselves as wealthy heiresses, sowing their wild oats simultaneously and together. And yet still always going home together at the end of the evening. Yep. And, uh, it, is, it is both confusing and arousing uh, to... Yes, I would suppose so, because every man thinks that they can be the one to... Get between them, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, they should be so lucky. And of course, that's immediately what uh, uh, what poor clueless Blake thinks. Um, but they're wise to his act. They they know what he's like. Yes, he's snooping around the palace, and he's convinced that he's found the next attack, which is going to be because he's, he's there to like find out what the next plan is going to be. If, like, yes, uh, there was the uh, the morning glory attack, and uh, he's convinced that uh, the next thing is still going to be in the biological uh, tent because it's like uh, the colonel is uh, having has got this big greenhouse out in the back of the palace, ah. which is. Uh, being used to uh, cultivate a l- rather large amount of leek moths. Oh, they're pupated there, and it's like they're, it looks like they're making, they're, they're collecting enough to like start another raid oh, on whales. Yeah, and like yeah. after like poisoning <laughs> the sheep, they are now like attacking the second national uh, uh, food supply. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, just out of fiction, you know, they eat more than sheep and leek, really? right? Why? Look, this is the the annual garlic festival oh, up in okay. up in Cardiff, if I'm not okay. mistaken. No, but no, okay. The garlic soup and garlic. Garlic tea. Apparently, they're different. Now I'm I mean, thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, garlic is like related to leek. I, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> would, the, would the leek moths kill the garlic as well? Probably. Yes. Italy must be must be terribly well. They're, about they're, 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 Italy. I mean, you've, you've read chapter fourteen. Of where, course, like, I have. Italy is protesting loudly in the United Nations and gesturing loudly oh, yes. as well. It must be hard to be a, uh, a translator. translator. But what about well. sign language translator in Italian? It's like, is there a difference? <laughs> of course, there's a difference. <laughs> there are different sign languages. In, in every country, and they're not related to the uh, no, no, the, the, the spoken language. If, if I recall correctly, there was there was once an international conference for sign language speakers that was an absolute disaster because they found out that they didn't understand each other. They they weren't prepared with enough translators. There is still a need for like an Esperanto of of sign languages because yeah. that's how it emerged in different in different countries. Like American sign language is based on uh, Martha's Vineyard sign language, mm. which just happens to emerge very 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 uh, dominantly. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video of sign uh, translator uh, at a Eminem concert signing along to Rap God? Yes, <laughs> it's yes. amazing. <laughs> she uh, does such an amazing job. It's such a it's such a fantastic animated performance. And there was one with, oh, some other rapper, I, I, I don't recall, but who apparently wasn't aware that uh, sign language translators were, uh, were a feature offered at certain festivals. And he thought that she was just doing happy hand dancing and he danced along <laughs> with her. Well, it was kind of cool. I mean, she was game. She showed him the, she showed him the signs. She oh, slowed it down a bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. He didn't know what he was doing, but ah. they both had fun doing it. And, and, was, then, and then there was, was the, cool. uh, uh, I think it was in, in South Africa somewhere. Oh, my God. The political guy translator. who was just. Waving his hands around, he was just making it up as he was going along. It was just gibberish. It was just like, made no sense whatsoever. Got away from it, got away with it for years. Like, apparently, 
people who watch that must just assume that must be some other sign language that I don't uh, that I don't uh, pardon I me don't so. speak that I don't that I don't sign. Yes, amazing, amazing thing how these people. I asked get... about that a while ago on uh, uh, to my friends on Twitter, some yeah. of them who know about this subject, and I asked like, is it appropriate to talk about speaking sign language with the with the idea right. of it yes. being you know uh, it is a language we speak languages that that's a, a, right. an equivalency, and I was informed that that's that's actually quite an unhappy uh, uh, word to use because mm-hmm. a lot of people who have partial hearing uh, but who who, who communicate yeah. through preferably through through sign language uh, are, are told to use their words instead or told to speak instead of sign right. uh, implying some kind of superiority yeah it's a, yeah. Bit, of a, it's a bit of a sensitive uh, subject uh how do you take in sign language because like to a spoken language you listen to a spoken you, you speak a spoken language and you listen to it so a sign language do you you sign it and you- yes Okay, I don't, I, re- I don't know for sure. It? I mean, you see it? I, no, I'm just. That, that's a that's a very good question. It seems like. A, yeah. Oh yeah, we have uh, we have readers at home. If if any any of our readers at home are familiar with the with the deaf or hard of hearing or hearing impaired community, uh, whether you'd let us know, like what is the what is the proper way to talk about these things? Yes, we always appreciate hearing from our listeners or reading from them. You can get in touch with us at Cover My Asscast on Twitter or Facebook and Cover My Asscast at Gmail dot com. So back to Mister Whitecock. Yes, he informs uh, uh, Helen and Monique, the 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 Grimmy Draig, yeah. the uh, uh, the Dragon Force of his discovery of the the Leak Moth plot, and they inform him that this is more bullshit. It's a you red herring uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, and you're you're following the wrong villain because the real mastermind is La Dama. Mm. Someone that they have been sent after while uh, uh, Blake, bless his heart, was relegated to the less important and, and possibly sort of punitive mission of... Uh, keeping, uh, uh, keeping an eye on the colonel. Under his covers. Oh, yes. I mean, mm. certainly in my fanfiction. Have you been written, writing it again? Uh, have you yeah. picked, it up, picked yeah. up that hobby yeah. again? No, no, I dabble. I dabble. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. So, yes, um, after he gets uh, briefed by uh, the Grim Dreg, the Grim Dragon? No, I keep thinking that, but it's I not. believe it's pronounced Grim U Dreg. Grim U Dreg. The. Dreg. Oh, it's voiced the. Yeah, double D is. Grim U Dreg. Dreg. Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's notoriously difficult Welsh because, like, yeah, letters, like, change pronunciation depending on other letters around them as well. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It, it is a very phonetic letter. It's just, yeah. like, one of the, one of the letters is two Ds. Just the way in Dutch, mm. like, IJ is yeah. a letter uh, that's yeah, just an A. I suppose, it's not yeah. an I and a J. Or in, uh, um, oh, in Spanish, where CH is a letter. So on the ah. dictionary you look and you have A, B, C, C, H, D. Oh, yeah. that's clever. Yeah. So, so Grimu yeah. Dreg. Dreg. Tell him that he has to get uh, on the wire Captain Morgan. Our favourite captain. Uh-huh. And uh, get his orders in. Basically it is off to the highest place in Argentina. Yes. Aconcagu. No Blake Whitecock book can be without Without the volcanic hair. Fail. Yes, I was going to do. I was going to do a fist bump, and then I realised that's not audible, so I was going to do a high five instead. And we fucked it up. <laughs> we just played patty cake for a minute and a half. It's the highest mountain in Argentina, so our offer takes a bit of liberties here because there's no volcanoes in Argentina. But nah. it's like, you know, it's yeah, like, but what if there were though? True. What it, if there were? It is true. because it's the volcanic. I mean, it's the it's the it's the uh, uh, geothermal energy that powers all of these ice weapons. Yes, they're uh, beautifully aligned on the mountain ridge, like almost like someone's built a telescope farm there until you get a closer look at it and you can see oh yeah sort of like what's that place called in uh, uh, in Hawaii um, Mauna Kea, Mauna Kea yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, or in uh, 
Chile, there's the uh, the observatory as well. So on their way to uh, the volcanic lair, we have the other thing that uh, a Blake Whitecock novel can never be without, which is a montage. Montage, yes. And how they get there, how they how they have to have to rob this corrupt police captain and uh, bribe this truck driver. There's a weird little scene about coke dealers or something. It's almost like narcos there for a moment where they're there's like a, sympathetic. Where there's, where there's a weird scene where they have to like go deal with that and and they and they take it very seriously and like everyone is satisfied but it's the, a montage so it's like, like it, it happens in a page and a half and that's it it's just it was just such a curious i think that this this author is just super into cocaine that might be it and it's also during this montage that another aspect of blake whitecock is explored that really hasn't been shown since the the, the very early uh, boys adventure novels oh. which is his rampant kleptomania oh so as yes, he makes off with quite a few little things doesn't he yeah and a, and, a, and a lot of them like he gets caught out by by helen and monique and in the yeah. spirit of blithy drug like they make him return it and, it and it's super inconvenient but well he does have he, he does end up with uh, the colonel's uh, little pearl uh handle pearl necklace uh, yes well that too but i was going to say his pearl-handled <laughs> pride pearl-handled walter ppk oh which he nicked yeah. out of the uh, which he nicked out of the dressoir back in uh, before leaving the uh and again where he hides that one does not know because he's still wearing the hot pants mm. It must be horrible. It chafes, it chafes, boo-hoo. It's cold, it's hot. Uh, the three of them finally arrive at the, at the volcanic lair. Yes. And pitch at the, at the, uh, at the rim of it before going inside for mm-hmm. a, for a last communication with Captain Morgan. Yep. The uh, end of this end of another wasp. With the last care pa- package from, uh, uh, Leslie, the quartermaster. Yes. The final it's one, the, the, it's one of the mid-sized wasps peeking into the rim of the volcano, which is not a volcano, but they've seen the guns lined up. The beams, actually. Uh, yes, the uh, uh, intercontinental ballistic ice weapons. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, no. It was it intercontinental ballistic? What's it called again? Internal combustion extinguishers. Oh, that's, that's a the good one. word. There you go. Very good. Uh, they've been produced by the uh, the special operations branch, the Argentinian Metal Hair Works. <laughs> For the readers at home who are even more confused than I am, and I had visual aids here, Hair Works, as in hair, as in the animal hair, yes. uh, versus Skunk Works is, I think, where <laughs> yes, where Mr. You, White Cock got his. Sorry, Mr. Uh, Mr. Shear, Shear got his inspiration, got his inspiration from inspiration. yeah the the Hair Works department of the uh, Fuerzas Espaciales, That's which the is yeah. uh, uh, the Argentinian. Space Force that uh, that emerged from Agrupación uh, Fuerzas Especiales, the Special Forces, um, because of I mean obviously these are these are space age weapons. I can only imagine that they were that they were intended for for use on the, uh, the super advanced Argentinian space program and had been pressed into use prematurely by La Dama. Yes, heralding back to the scene of the Italians making a big fuss in, uh, in the, uh, in the Security UN. Council. Yeah, the UN Security Council. Placing weapons on spa- uh, on board spacecraft is, of course, forbidden by the uh, yes. international treaties. Although, there, I think there were exceptions for personal firearms, because especially the Soviets what? had guns on board their uh, Soyuz capsules. For what? For, in case they came somewhere in the outback of the uh, of Kazakhstan and they, they landed hundreds of kilometers oh, off target and, okay, so, and it yeah. took days for them to, to protect be fa- themselves to against bears. bears and maybe hunt a little something or the other i don't know wow yeah 
I mean, guns in space, I mean, they, they work, they'll work in a vacuum. That's not a problem. Although you have to be careful that, you know, all your lubricants are going to evaporate off. And Oh, that's right. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll yes, because r- the, run the risk of vacuum welding the metal parts together. Yeah, because because the uh, the powder, the gunpowder in bullets just contains enough oh, oxygen yeah. to, to ignite. Of course, it's all, it's all encased. It's like, uh, yeah. Doesn't that leak out eventually? No. It's that tight a seal? Or is it? No, it's not actually oxygen. It's, uh, it's the, it's the. Oh, it's an oxidizer. It's an oxidizer. It's not actual oxygen. Ah. And that's the thing with explosives. They contain both the, the oxidizer and the uh, what's the other one called again? Combustible. The combustible, yeah. Uh, and they're held together in a tenuous way. And when you add a little bit of heat, it goes boom. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> I learned so much when I when I read these books with you, Kay. Yes, I appreciate well. that so much. So yeah, into the lair to confront La, the mysterious Ladana, yes, uh, who's been pulling all of these uh, all of these strings. And this is where the where the dragon force Grimmy Drag they uh, they change from their uh, the various costumes that they've they've had on to their sort of standard uniform, which is pretty sexy uh, yeah, uh, combat skin, skin tight bodysuits uh, with camouflage heels. it all goes very Charlie's Angels there it's so cool and they've got all these gadgets they've got you know they've got umbrellas slinging stun guns Blake Whitecock really can't help that much with his one thing the suicide pen like he's got the- yes well it does come in useful in the final scene because that's the thing with suicide pens you can use them on someone else as well yeah but then they stop being a suicide pen well, like yes, I'm enough of a stickler it's misappropriation of government uh, uh, equipment it's a homicide but- pen then he wasn't issued a homicide pen. Well, you know, you've got, you've got to make do with what you got. But yes, after after another uh, montage and, and and making it through the the waves and waves of the fuerzas especiales, it turns into a t- t- typical action movie. Ho like, ha, judo um, chop! One after the other, they get like thrown into broom closets, tossed off yep. railings. Uh, in one case, tossed off a bath. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> As they're running down the corridors, much like you and I at the start of this episode, we were running, running down, down yes. the corridors between the stacks. Tossing off though, I beat no, off. I, I beat off that a few, before this. I beat off a few of the velociraptors with the broom, but yeah, no, I'm not going to finish my no. my tasteless gag. Okay, good. <laughs> I always do that before the episode. Yeah. Is when I take care of my tasteless gags. Oh. Until the final confrontation in the uh, in Ladama's lair, yes. and it's oh, it's such a proper setup with a with a with a big gleaming table and a world map on the on the on the big screen and a big high chair with its back toward us. View of the generator room where they're charging the guns and the the chair turns around and who should be lounging in it but Luis Chichone? Ah, back from the dead. Yeah. Well, supposedly. I mean, well. There's been a. This is a proper sequel, right? Where where uh, old friends and enemies come uh, uh, come back Rushing to his back aid. To or, yes. Yeah, she was the uh, the the seeming vamp, but ultimately villainess of uh, uh, wasp. wasp. Yes. Originally, um, and who's the, not the as dead as we were leading we're to, to believe. No, let's believe she she does have an eye patch. She did pull a bit of an Ernest Blofeld there. Yes. Ernst. Ernst. Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Not Ernest, right, yes. Sorry. It's like half, half German, half Greek, curiously. Uh. Now, at this point, we're expecting several, uh, uh, like, speeches back and forth, of course, because that's how, yeah, how it usually goes. There's a bit of grandstanding and a bit of, uh, monologuing. And it's, and it's Blake who, who, who does that, who, uh, who approaches her wielding his, his suicide pen, pen. which is, yeah. of course, pointed at himself because it's a lovable little oaf, talking about the perils and follies of international warfare and weapons of mass destruction. But, um, Louise only has eyes for, uh, a grimy druve. As it was in the previous book. Yeah. 
And now that they're a little bit more comfortable in their relationship, Helen and Monique are kind of more open to uh, uh, Louise's... Avances. Oh, lovely word use Mm -hmm. there. Like, this book sort of ends rather curiously with with Blake Whitecock still monologuing in in an empty room while the three of them just sort of sidle off and the lights get turned off, the weapons get powered Powered down. down, And it's like a little retreat to the boudoir of uh, La Dama. Which uh, uh, we're not privy to. Um... And it it takes Blake quite a while to uh, realize to that, he's that his, like, his only option is to climb back out over the over the mountains of and head back uh, to Captain Morgan to inform him. I should accomplish. I've done it again. It's well like, done, Blake. We couldn't have done it without you. What what happened to to Grimmy Drake? Unfortunately, lost in. Uh, yeah, they 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 fell in bed in, in battle. In ba- yeah, battle. <laughs> <laughs> quite another uh, victory for Mister Whitecock. Yeah, and that's and that's why he's such a, an enduring hero. He stumbles into these problems and out of them again, and he and he comes out unscathed and heroic. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a good book. It was a good good example of the series. I'll say that. I think it's a yeah. very strong Blake Whitecock book. Yeah, it's, uh, as we as we like them, and I, and I do hope we. It's definitely we, from later on. It's, everything's gone a little bit more mature. It's definitely not the boyish things anymore. Although, well, maybe maybe at the next uh, Hebdomadary anniversary, we'll do an, an, an earlier book from the series. Yeah. Yeah, how about yes. that? That sounds like a good plan for our. Uh, uh, we'd be just over fifty episodes in at that point. Let's let's keep an open mind one and, the, and let's just one, see. one of the earlier Blake White books. Yeah, when yeah. the inspiration strikes. Okay, so we have something to look forward to. But how are we going to rate this book? I shall. Ooh, how shall we rate it? It's. I mean, we've we've dealt with Argentina quite a lot. Yes. Oh well, we started with the uh, the twenty fifth anniversary mm-hmm. out of out of twenty five weeks. Okay. How yeah. many how many leaks out of 25 weeks? Oh, very good. Uh I shall give it oh, I think I'll give it 21. 21. Yeah, okay. That's, That's a nice uh, uh, three, yeah. Seven seven days. Cuz it was uh, good and thrilling, wasn't it? It was, it was. And it was really nice to see Helen and Monique. Oh, absolutely. They did they did their usual wonderful thing. They were like the the charming duo. And as you say, they've gotten more confident in their relationship. Oh, yeah. Nice thing to read about. Yeah, I I I, I much do hope to that things like chagrin who gets like literally I left know. out in the cold, especially during the montage. <laughs> yes, because it's it's cold up there. It is, and the two girls are comfortably keeping one another warm, and he's just like snuggled up in the one why, cat suit. Yes, why do I get the guard duty? It's like <laughs> yeah, freezing his poor little hiney off there. No, uh, yes. still in the hot pants. He never did find no, another pair no, of trousers. It's, it's peculiar, despite the fact that they bribed so many officials. They like I know it's like my fan fiction they... was being written for me. So good book. What do we have in store for our readers next? Yes, week? Uh, next week's book is by Chris Tigreen. It's called. Violent prayer, engaging your emotions against evil. Whoa, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. It is, it is. <laughs> that amount covers it. Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we, we only, only judge a book by its cover. cover. Violent prayer. Oh, violent <laughs> prayer against evil. Actually, considering the circumstances where we now find ourselves in, maybe we should have a little prayer circle and oh. ward them off. Kalima Shatti. We're doing with my order. <laughs> <laughs>